I'm reading from Psalm 67, verses 1 through 4. In the Pew Bible, it's page 481. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. The reading of the gospel this morning is found on page 857 in your pew Bibles, page 857 in your pew Bibles, Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what he had said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, I also have the privilege this morning of introducing our, uh, our preacher. Um, if you are, remember the past few trips um, to, to North Africa and the Middle East over the last few years here, um, you know, our, our chair of the elder board, Andy Brandt, and Pastor Gerald and, and Minister Nigel got to go to, to the Israel-Jerusalem uh, area, and myself, Christy Spader, and uh, Johnny got to go to Morocco and, um, and see a lot of churches in, in the North African region, and that was all made possible by our partnership with our, our beautiful brother in Christ, uh, Alan Matamoro. He's a He's a wonderful missions partner over all the earth. He, he connects churches and, and, and need uh, so that churches like us can really partner with local churches as opposed to just, you know, sending uh, our people over there without really much knowledge of what those communities need or, or what's going on there. He has a, a beautiful family, a wife and two children. He resides in Spain currently. And yeah, he's just been a, a wonderful friend of Calvary over the last few years. So would you join me in, in warmly welcoming Alan this morning? 
Aló, aló, mi, 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 ok. We are okay. Buenos días, buenos días. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. It's a joy and privilege to be with you again here at Calvary. And it's been a joy to be together for the last few years doing together things on service in the kingdom of God. Just a word of warning this very morning. Um, I'm from Costa Rica, the Switzerland of Latin America, <laughs> and I'm a, I am originally a Spanish speaker, and I've been learning languages my entire life. So, obviously, Spanish, then English, and Arabic, and a little bit of French. And I realized at this stage of my life that I'm, I'm speaking terribly every one of them. <laughs> So, please forgive me. I promise that I'm going to destroy English this very morning with you. So, please, I'm counting with your mercy this morning. I woke up today earlier to do my devotions and to revisit the notes of, of the message of today. And I took just a few minutes to to watch the news. And, and I have to confess that I thought, what a relevant uh, message the Bible says, the Bible have for a situation that we, we have in the world today. I've been thinking, just in the last few years, the, the Ukrainian war is in a, in a terrible situation right now, an unfinished war. And just two months ago, a terrible earthquake hit Morocco, southern Morocco, 7.0. About five people died in one, during that week as the consequence of, of the earthquake. And we've been involved trying to serve our brothers and sisters and friends in Morocco. I'm serving in the North Africa Middle East region, then a big flood in Libya, then an earthquake in Afghanistan, and finally a new war in the Middle East, in Israel, and Gaza. So, it's a pretty tension situation in the world today, and we, in the West, uh, creating and polarizing us in different positions. So, that reminds me the moment when, when the birth of Jesus burst in the world. It was a, a difficult moment as well. The Roman Empire was exercising their dominion in the known world, and, and even though they were organizing well many things, there was a lot of injustice, and, and they were dominating the economy. They, they were creating a, a terrible taxation system throughout their populations. There were war in some boundaries of the empire. So it was, it was a, a moment, and in Israel, they were eager for, for the coming of the Messiah. When is the anointing one, the king, going to appear among us? And there, was, there were a growing sense of need and desperation in the, in the Israel population at the time. Uncertainty, insecurity, and fear. And that was the moment when, when in the fullness of time, Jesus came sent by God the Father to the world. 
So, and let's have this in mind. The passage that we are going to read today is part of, of five songs that are present in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke. And, and, and I was meditating on that as well, now for a time. So that represents now for a time. represents well the, the coming of the Lord. So when Elizabeth received Mary in her house, he, she sang a song regarding the baby in the womb of Mary. And in response, Mary sang what, what in other traditions is called the Magnificat. You magnify, my soul magnify the Lord. And then later on, Zachariah, John the Baptist's father, when, when recovers the gift of speech, reacted singing again about the future of his son, John the Baptist, preparing the road, the pathway to the Messiah. And then the angels in the night of, of the nativity began to sing again, worshiping the name of the Lord. And finally, what we are going to read today is the last song of this series in Luke 1 and 2 on receiving the Messiah. And Simeon is the last one singing for the Lord. Just what a reaction. So when Jesus comes, everybody sing and praise the Lord. What a reaction of the coming of the King. Now let's read on Luke 2 from 25 onwards. And it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Number one, he was expecting for the consolation of Israel. And as I said before, they were with this need of freedom and to be releasing from injustice and poverty and the problem that they were facing. And that, that is the world today as well. We are dealing with, with a number of similar Challenges in the world, everywhere you turn your head. The world is needing a Messiah, still today. So, and he was expecting the consolation of Israel. He was, he was filled by the Holy Spirit, who was a, a very unusual situation, a human being at the age. And, and God promised him that he will not die before he seems the Lord's Messiah, the, the fulfilling of the promise. 27, and moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the Lord required. You can see and you can read what customs are all about right before this passage. They were coming to Jerusalem for the purification of Mary after 40 days of the birth of Jesus. They were going to present the Lord. And at the same time, they, in the Jewish tradition, they have a ceremony of the redemption of the firstborn. And all of that was going to be celebrated during those days. And, and Simeon perceived, discerned the presence 
of, of the Messiah, the baby Messiah in the courts of the temple. He knew. And it says in the Bible, moved by the Spirit. But it wasn't a kind of ecstasy moment. He was very aware of what was going on in the temple. And he began to be looking for the baby Messiah. And it says, 28, Simeon find, found baby Jesus. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. And let's stop there. You know, in some Christian traditions in the East, they, they have a, a special place for Simeon. And in some traditions, they call Simeon uh, the God receiver. Or the God beater. If I beater, do you understand? Well, okay. Holding baby Jesus. That's what they perceive of Simeon. And that's it. Simeon, with the fulfilling of his, the promises of the Lord on his arms. I don't know if you can imagine the moment, you know, this context, this sense of anticipation of the coming of the Messiah, the certainty that he was not going to die until he was able to see the promise fulfilled and as what my French friends used to say, voila. <laughs> Baby Jesus was, there, was right there on his arms. And I, I was just trying to imagine all of these days the moment for, for Simeon. Expecting, expecting the promise and finally is right there on his arms. The salvation of the world, the world. The one that we have been anticipating, the king, the anointing one, the one who is going to change absolutely everything is in my arms. So it just, it's just fun traveling throughout the Middle East and in some parts of the West as well. And to see every painter trying to portray that wonderful moment of having the Lord in his hands. And what he said, Simeon took him in his, his arms and praised God, saying, that, that is the song, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Number one. In some other version says, now, sovereign Lord, now you can dismiss your servant, your doulos, your slave in peace. Sovereign Lord, master, now you can dismiss this slave of yours in peace. Sovereign Lord, I can go now. I am not afraid of dead. So at the time, as it is today, everybody was, the uncertainty, what happened next when we die? And now Simeon is revealing comfort. I can go now. I have seen the Messiah. I have it in my arms. And over the years, serving in the missions field, sometimes, in the Muslim world, sometimes in Europe now, we live in Valencia, Spain. And by the way, my last name is very Spanish. So my last name is Matamoros, the Muslim killer. 
which is a pretty rare last name for someone else working among Muslims. Alan, the Muslim killer. God loves you and he has a plan for you. So, I have seen different characters throughout my life, including my parents, who used to be professors at the University of Costa Rica. And I, I was dealing with them for years about, about Jesus and the gospel. And but, but finally, the night when my dad passed away, I saw this very agnostic, unbelieving man broke. You know, when nobody, how brave you are, when you may feel, you know, the, the coldness of dead, nobody's so brave. You know what I mean? And here you have Simeon said, saying, I can go. I am in peace. I have seen the salvation of the Lord. So, but he said more. He said, for my eyes, on verse 30, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. Simeon was able to discern that this Messiah wasn't just for them, the Jews. It was going to be a king for every single nation. He, he was able to discern that the Messiah was going to be ruling the universe, was going to be ruling every single nation on earth, was going to be changing lives there in Palestine, but he was going to be changing lives in China, in the U.S., in Costa Rica, and beyond. My eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared every nation on earth. And right now, while we are gathered here in Chicago, according with, with, with the ones travel, uh, working with numbers, about 100 million evangelical Christians are gathered in Latin America worshiping Jesus right now at this very same, same time of the day. 100 million that now are following the Messiah, following the one who was a baby but died on a cross for them. At this time of the day in several places in Africa, many or our, our African fellows are really, are really celebrating the name of the Lord. And the ones that have been visiting Africa understand that we in the West, including Latinos, are very boring when worshiping Jesus is about. Right now, a few hours ago, not right now, a few hours ago in China, millions of believers were gathered in their houses worshiping the name of the one that Simeon is worshiping in that moment. This is what is happening today. There's believers from every culture, every nation, every tongue, even though the Great Commission is still pending of more initiatives and more workers, and we have a lot to do, and there's three billion people expecting the arrival of missionaries everywhere. That's, that's, that's the truth. But like never know, like never before, the church is composed from peoples from everywhere, my friends. From everywhere. And during my years, many things have been said about Muslims and the way that we portray 2 billion people in the world. 
But right now, in places like Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Egypt, Jordan, Turkey, Central Asia, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and the other stand countries in the area, there are former Muslims now following Jesus Christ as, as their savior right now. Simeon was able to understand that this salvation was prepared for everyone else on earth. On earth. And I'm so excited. I was years ago in New Delhi in a church planting consultation. Now, a public confession of sins. In, um, if I offend anybody, I don't care. I'm leaving on Tuesday. Back to my house. <laughs> but I was attending a church planting consultation in New Delhi. And to be fairly honest with you, I thought there's going to be a lot of people from the so-called Global South receiving classes from our very good friends from Europe and the U.S. And I love the U.S., by the way. When I arrived to New Delhi, there were 40, 50 leaders from different, different parts of the Muslim world. And yes, there were some Europeans and Americans. But the majority of the group were using English as a second language. And we all together were destroying English with pleasure. <laughs> Studying the Bible together. And then, as, as, as Simeon said, my eyes saw Indonesians giving advice to Moroccans, Moroccans giving some advice to Gambians, Gambians giving some advice to Latin Americans, Latin Americans giving some advice to Uzbeki people, Uzbekis giving some advice to Turkish people. This is the church of Jesus Christ today, and we have to worship what he has done. Simeon was right. This is the salvation that he has prepared before our eyes. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. A light for the revelation to the Gentiles. And, and the use of light is very common. The prophets were announcing that this Messiah was going to bring light everywhere. And he's just quoting the, the Old Testament in a couple of times when, when he talks about preparing Preparing salvation, it says in, in Isaiah 52 that he was, he was preparing this salvation until the ends of the earth. In Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 49, until the ends of the earth. What I, I just described. But at the same time, he is talking about Israel. He said, and this Messiah is going to be the glory of your people, Israel. And maybe this is a moment to remember that Israel was made with a purpose. That right in the beginning of the history of Israel, when God was talking with Abraham, he told Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. In, in some Spanish versions, version says, I, I'm going to make you famous. Your name is going to be known everywhere. But Abraham, I'm going to bless you in order to use your family and bless every other families on earth. I'm going to bless you and you are going to be a blessing. Israel was built with a purpose, the purpose of being blessed and to be a blessing 
to others. And that is the very purpose of the church. If we remember Psalm 67, it says, My God, be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. And that brings memories of the priesthood blessing in number six. That your way might be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. You are going to be blessed in order to be a blessing to everyone else. And I'm remembering right now um, some friends close to the border between Jordan and Syria. We were working there during the time of the whole Syrian crisis and serving and loving to our, our Muslim neighbors in that area of the world. And I, I remember that we were visiting a family right at the border for a long time. There was, uh, there was a long family or a, a big family with several kids and women at the house, and we were visiting them. They, they just crossed the border. They used, to be, they used to have some businesses in Damascus, but because the ISIS presence, they've lost everything. So they had to cross the border, and they came to Jordan. And then these people from Brazil, Costa Rica, and Argentina, can you imagine these Argentinians and Brazilians together? That's another miracle of the Lord. Having in mind football, soccer, the real football of the world. <laughs> and we were serving this family, loving this family. They, they were not giving us a chance to talk anything. We were just loving and caring. Loving and embracing and kissing. When you come to the Middle East, you are going to kiss everybody. And you are going to be kissed by everybody. <laughs> Drinking tea and talking. And sharing. And after several months, one day when we were leaving that house, the man of the house who, who was barely talking with us, you, you can feel that he was quite angry of our presence on his house, not the rest of the family. But finally, he accepted because he was just in a terrible position. And then when we were leaving that house, he said, Alan, Alan, come, I need to talk with you. And then I, I got frozen for a while, thinking, this guy has not been, been talking with anybody for a long time. And then he told me, come, come, I need to talk with you before you leave my home today. And then he said, Alan, you know that we raise as kids in my country, believing that you Christians are kafir, infidels. And to be fairly honest, we have the, best, the, the worst opinion that you can imagine of you, the followers of the Messiah. For us, you are wine drinkers, pork eaters, and adulterers. Now, I thought, I maybe practiced two of them, but not adultery. <laughs> so, and then he told me, that's my opinion of you. But then I realized that I'm not living here in Jordan as a refugee because of you, the Kafirs. 
I am living here in Jordan because my own people, they came to my house. They destroyed my belongings and burned out everything. They were abusing our women and kids. And, fi and finally, we, we, we had to escape for our lives. That's why I am here in Jordan. Not because you, the followers of the Nazarene as so many of them called Jesus. So, and then he said, and I've been realizing for several days that since we arrive here in Jordan, you, you, the kafirs, the infidels, are the ones blessing my kids, blessing the women of my house. You have been feeding us and helping us with medicines. You have been eating with us and laughing and talking. And spending time or wasting your time. So I told him, when well, Latinos are experts on wasting time, you know. <laughs> and then he told me, so today I want to tell you something before you leave my house. Having in mind what, you, what I used to think of all of you, the infidels. Today, I have to admit that I can see the difference between us and the Messiah. And I thought, oh gosh, I just love to record this. I can see the difference. And we were, we were not able even to talk for a long time. Now we are talking with them and sharing and explaining that that baby that Simeon got on his arms is the savior of the world. That the one that they call the Messiah is the anointing one. And the one that can change their lives forever, here on earth and beyond. That the certainty of a future, future can come. And we, we've been talking with our Muslim friends, telling them, this Jesus that Simeon understood very well, has been capable to forgive my sins, my past, that, that this Jesus has been changing my present, giving me a purpose in life. You're half in mind. I'm from Costa Rica. Nobody knows where Costa Rica is, my friends. <laughs> but he has given us to my wife and my family a sense of purpose, leaving out the gospel among Muslims in order to see them Worshipping Jesus like Simeon did. And I told my I'm telling, we are telling our Muslim friends, and this Jesus not, not just changed your past, your present, but he's able to change your future. You may have this, the same certainty that Simeon was enjoying. Now you can dismiss your servant, dear sovereign Lord. And they are coming, my friends. And they are coming. And I'm pretty sure that the time has come to keep doing things globally. But we have to do the same here in the West. In America, in Latin America, in Europe. We have to tell the world who our Lord is. The time has come. Somebody told me, Alan, watch out. We are always just one generation to be pagans again. So let me reflect on three things 
about this, about this Jesus. Number one, let's embrace, my friends, this, and please forgive your Spanish-speaking friend here, this surrendering attitude of Simeon. And I, I just love now, sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you might, not, you might now dismiss your servant. I am all yours. I am your slave. I am your doulos. I am all yours, Lord. You can, you can do with me whatever you want. Surrendering. Total surrendering. To the Lord. To the one. To that baby that one day was crucified. Surrendering attitude. I am your doulos. I am your slave. I am all yours. This is what Simeon said when he began to express his words. Sovereign Lord, I am all yours. My dear Lord, help us. Number two, let's embrace this sense of wonder that Simeon had. Wonder, and, and it's, a, it's a wonder for, and, and again, it's a wonder for the uniqueness of Christ. He's totally persuaded that this small baby that one day became, will become an adult is unique. This baby is going to be the king of everything, and he's going to be ruling everything. He's unique. There's no other name. Let me remember this. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which must be saved. We must be saved. Just Jesus. And the time has come while our Muslim friends are embracing Jesus, understanding that he is more than a prophet, and other expressions of the world are understanding who Jesus is, the loving, the loving presence of Jesus. Because that's what you perceive when, when you read the, the, the whole scenario of Simeon. It's just, it's just tenderness. Tenderness. I have two kids, 26, 23 now. They, they are no more babies. Even though I try. To, to try them as babies, it is not working anymore. But I remember when Jose Pablo, my second son, was born, he, he had some difficulties that I can tell in, in other moments. And I, and I remember when the medical doctor gave me my Jose, Jose Pablo Matamoros, when he gave me my baby in my, my arms, I was going to die, my friends, of joy. For the gift of life. And praising the Lord for his faithfulness. My dear Lord, help us to perceive this Jesus with, with a greater admiration. Christianity in the West is needing to go back and recover this sense of wonder of our Savior. Jesus is, is único in Spanish. We call we, we talk about the singularity of Jesus in, in, in my language. Do you have that word in English? Good for you. <laughs> the singularity of Jesus. 
the uniqueness of the Savior. And number three, number one is a sense of surrendering to the Lord. Number two, let's recover this sense of wonder about, about how unique is our Savior. And finally, let's embrace the missional spirit of Simeon who was able to perceive that this king was going to be ruling the entire universe and every single nation on earth. The calling to be light for the nations. Simeon said, this baby is the light for the nations. And you and me should be the same. Let the, let the peoples praise you, O oh God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. My Lord, help us to be missional. And closing, to be missional here in your wonderful city, a city full of different colors and ethnicities, and a Western world, not just the U.S., my friends, a Western world deciding to be apart from the Messiah. It's time to raise our voices. It's time to demonstrate with our life. We, we need more coherence between our words and deeds. In the West, in order to recover, to help our neighbors to perceive the beautiful picture of Simeon with that wonderful child. We have to go back to that. So we living in, among Muslims, preaching to Muslims every single day, trying to persuade them about the greatness of God. Sometimes we look back to our sending countries here on this side of the world. And now we are becoming to be worried about what is going on back home. Here we are telling the world what do they believe and we at home are unbelieving on our message. Do you understand what I mean? So let's, let's go back and to recover a surrendering spirit, a sense of wonder, and a missional spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. And we pray, I pray, that I want to be surrendering everything I am to you. I am your slave, your doulos. I am all yours. I am all yours. Now, sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you might now dismiss your servant in peace. I am all yours. My life is yours. Help us to remember this very morning, the uniqueness of our Lord, Christ Jesus. And, and, and help us to, re, to recover the sense of wonder about what the Lord has done. For the whole creation and for everyone else. And meanwhile, we are surrendering and, and becoming wonder of you. Help us to be light for the nations. Help us to be missional in my neighborhood, in my job, in my high school, in my university class, 
and in every single nation on earth, telling everyone else that the Messiah has come. We love you, Lord, and we honor you. And again, let the peoples praise you, O oh God. Let all the peoples praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.